G'day everyone, welcome to the first podcast of uh, I3JT Cricket. My name is Mahesh Krishnan and I've got a, quite a few people joining me on the podcast today. Let me first introduce to Mohan Krishnamurti. G'day, it's really wonderful to be here. I'm super excited to start and kick off this podcast. We're talking cricket and uh, we also have Vish Krishnan with us. Oh, hello everyone, this is Vish. I'm super excited as well. And um, I can't believe we've been talking about this for months together to put this podcast together and we are finally here. So I'm all excited and looking forward to how this goes. I'm going to introduce next to Paddy. Thanks, Vish. Hi, I'm Paddy. Extremely nervous. My first podcast, but also wildly excited. Let's see how this one goes. So what are we going to be talking about? Well, one thing is for sure. It's it's going to be about cricket, but... Cricket is a pretty big topic. There are plenty of teams. So, Mohan, what do we really want to talk about? Not just plenty of teams, but also plenty of formats. We might restrict ourselves to a specific format or just cover everything around cricket as a whole. Although, I guess, as from my own personal perspective, I like test cricket much more than any other form of cricket. But we, we're not going to restrict ourselves. We want to talk cricket. We're all cricket tragics. And uh, I guess that's what uh, we are here to talk about, particularly Indian cricket. Been following losing and winning teams for the last 30 odd years. But I wouldn't mind every now and then talking about, say, an interesting series like the Australia Pakistan one that concluded recently. What do you reckon? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, there's lots to talk about. I mean, cricket's played year round, there's plenty of teams, there's plenty to talk about, there are many tournaments. And uh, this is going to be really exciting. And within cricket, there's also several topics about the team selection, not just the game, but the team selection, administration, and the many things to talk about. And I think one thing is uh, we want to make this a regular podcast. Maybe have an episode every month or maybe even twice a month. Yeah, that would be interesting to see how it goes. Uh, Some of the topics we may not know everything about. For example, someone asked me today about... Uh, the Kyle Abbott decision to uh, to leave South African cricket and move to England to Southampton, or is it Hampshire that he's going to? But wherever he, uh, you know, we may not know enough about it. But it doesn't. It's 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 never stopped an Indian from talking about cricket, even if they don't have knowledge about the specific nuances of the topic they're talking about. I think that's one of the key things. It's effectively fans talking about cricket. We are not pretending to be experts in this. All we're doing is like just a bunch of fans getting together and then chatting what we what we do. That's yeah, that's a beautiful absolutely. segue. It's all about the fans. Okay, so one of the things that I want to talk about today is the Dhoni captaincy. MS Dhoni, uh, as we all know, chose to retire from the one day scene and the T twenty scene as well, just this last week. As a captain. As a captain, uh, he continues to play in the. He's continu- he continues to be available for selection in the team, and it's very unlikely, in my view, that he will not be selected. But he has chosen to step away from the scene as captain. And one of the things that struck me about his decision is that he stepped away from the ODI and T20 captaincy as quietly and as unobtrusively as he did from the Test scene, and that's a hallmark for me of uh, a very assured leader. He has been, in my view, one of the most assured and uh, self-assured and self-confident leaders of the Indian cricket team. And maybe it is to do with the fact that he comes from a small town and uh, in Ranchi, and he's made it to the big scene. He knows exactly what he's on about. <clears throat> to me, the exciting thing about this is um, 
the Kohli Dhoni transformation. You know, Kohli having learned a lot of stuff in my view from Dhoni in the last four or five years, and now it'll be interesting to watch how he captains with Dhoni standing right next to him or somewhere close to him, and to what extent their interaction works or doesn't work. I, I think that'll be all right because in in Kohli you have a person who wears his uh, heart on his sleeve. I know it's a cliche, and a lot of people use it, but but that kind of typifies Kohli and then we have the Zen Buddhist in uh, in Dhoni who, who pretty much uh, gives you the impression that he's not really worried about anything but deep down I'm sure he's worried about the way in which the game's going and so on so there, there could be a nice uh, complementarity over there that yeah. could be exploited and could be good for Indian cricket. Well I think uh, one of the things about uh, Dhoni is his fitness I think he's good to go for at least another two maybe even three years, so he's got a, a long shelf life as a player, if not as a captain. And uh, I think that's important with the 2019 World Cup coming up. I think he's going to be a key part of that. Do you think he's going to be a part of the team for the 2019 World Cup? I personally, as a fan, would hope that he would be. So he and Kohli uh, would be part of that core, the core group for, for the 2019. So it would be a good blend of skillful uh, youth, and uh, rallying around um, the likes of Kohli and Dhoni. Wonderful. Dhoni has been one of the best captains that India has ever had. But, you know, if I look back at his career and so on, I mean, he started, you know, with a bang uh, in the T20 World Cup, the first one that India actually won. And, you know, India didn't have much of a chance. If uh, If we go look back with the team that we had, whether we'd actually win the World Cup, you know, with people like Tendulkar and Dravid and everyone not playing in the T20 Cup, you wouldn't have given India much of a chance. But Dhoni led the team brilliantly and we won. But one thing that I've always noticed is that his captaincy in limited orders cricket has been better than uh, it has been in test cricket. Maybe it's the fact that in a, in, a, in a limited overs game, you either have to win or lose. But in test cricket, you always had an option where you could go for a draw. And I think... Uh, maybe that influenced it. He maybe had uh, went a defensive in a couple of tests where India could have pushed for a win where he played a little bit defensively. You're not, um, you're not particularly referring to Dominica, are you? <laughs> <laughs> there are probably, uh, there's probably a couple of uh, games, I think, just not that one, where I think he may have... Uh, but, you know, there's no questioning the fact that he's been one of the India's you know, best captains that we've had. Uh, the records speak for itself. But I think uh, by retiring now, he, you know, he, he's probably he's going to stretch his career uh, a little bit longer. He doesn't, he doesn't, will not have the shackles of, uh, uh, you know, captaincy limiting him and coming late in the order and trying to save the game and things so, like that. Let me throw something in there. In the, in the early days, if you remember, or uh, when Dhoni was close to his best and he was leading India in all formats, he made a statement, um, and he actually said. I'm probably not good enough to play in this team as a batsman or as a keeper, but as a leader and as a keeper and as a batsman, as a package, mm. I deserve my spot. So I wonder where, um, what he thinks of the statement now, five years down the line, when he's coming in, probably almost certainly as a specialist batsman, because I suspect he's not going to keep, I'm not sure about that. I'm, I'm, I'm not actually sure about that. So if you, if you take his record as a keeper as well, <clears throat> um, I'm not sure there are too many keepers uh, in India that would uh, that would push him out of the team as a keeper. He is, uh, in my view, one of the better keepers in the world, but also one of the better batsman uh, finisher keepers in the world. So as a package, I think he still stands uh, 
uh, he, he, he still stands to be selected mm. on merit rather than just for leadership capability. And his statement with uh, about the fact that uh, he may not get selected in the team if he weren't leader, I think that was a bit of tongue-in-cheek stuff. He, do, he, did, he does do a lot of that stuff. Plays around with the press, if you like. I, I took it as that, but we can, we can take it seriously and put that to the test. But I, I was quite uh, pleased with what um, Virat Kohli said yeah, exactly. immediately after his retirement. Uh, I think he, I'm paraphrasing here, but he may have said that it's good that Dhoni can play without the shackles of leadership. He can go, go out there and express himself. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to this phase of Dhoni because uh, that's how he started, by hitting those big centuries in one-day cricket. And now he's got the opportunity to do the same thing and finish his career that way. What do you think about, maybe now that he doesn't have the captaincy, and Kohli has actually expressed, uh, you know, he's mentioned in the press that he wouldn't mind Dhoni batting up the order. Uh, what do you think about Dhoni as an opener? I think it's, uh, you know, someone like Gilchrist would keep wickets and also open the batting. And Dhoni has that explosiveness in him. But incidentally, he's only opened the batting twice uh, for India. And I think once he scored a 96 or something like that. And his top score in a one day, I think it was like 183. And he played one drop. I think the, the first over, Tendulkar got out and then he came in right afterwards. Exactly right. And he scored a massive 100. He's never come in that early since then. And maybe is this an opportunity for him to actually even open the batting in just because uh, Rohit Sharma is, uh, is injured? And, uh, and of course, you do have Shikhar Dhawan and, uh, and Rahul. Uh, and Ajinkya Rahane and a whole bunch of other people as well. Yeah. But it's, it's something that the, the uh, team management will we need to look at. I personally don't think that that's the right spot for him. Um, uh, he, he is a person that can milk the middle overs with uh, a, a ton of singles. Uh, and what he often says is converting the the one point sixes into twos and the two point threes into into threes. I think that's the that's the phase of the game that he is really good at. So I'd like to see him still coming in uh, overs twenty to forty, and uh, and doing that re re regularly and beautifully for India. Well, our next topic um, for the day is uh, the uh, Indian team selection for the coming T20 and the ODIs against England. Well, look, how many of you are surprised by Yuvraj's selection in the team? I well, certainly was. The, yeah. I know I was. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I think uh, in a way you think about whether uh, we're going backwards with the selection. I mean, Yuvraj hasn't played uh, international cricket for the last three years. The, the only thing I can say is that the, uh, I'm going to call it the Lodha Restricted Selection Committee uh, or the Lodha Trimmed Selection Committee has uh, given reasonable opportunities for people who've been discarded and thought to be off the, the perch. Uh, Gambhir came back for a little while and uh, now we're seeing Yuvraj and Raina coming back for a little while. We don't know how long it's going to last but uh, maybe they're giving them some opportunities to prove themselves. Um, I, I see it a bit differently. Um, I think uh, one of the good things that's been happening in the Indian cricket in the last few years is some sort of uh, adherence to process and, and consistency. And I think this is a reward for Yuvraj's performance in the local cricket. So they had to pick him to sort of say, you know, we do, we do respect um, local cricket. You guys got... 
Yeah, I, I, I look, look, I agree, but still, for me, it's a surprise for like many of us. I think the no the person who probably is most surprised by this is, uh, I think, Yuvraj Singh's father, Yograj Singh. <laughs> <laughs> did he, did he say something? Say really? uh, well, no, he hasn't said anything, but I think I can just read his mind. And then, well, coincidentally, it, uh, you know, it. Um, uh, what's happened is uh, Dhoni has given up his captaincy. So, you know, Yograj had a go at uh, Emma's uh, Dhoni saying that, you know, he was in the way of his son's career, which is, uh, I think, is way too far-fetched. Um, Dhoni is probably, you know, beyond all that. But anyway, now, your, uh, I mean, there are, there are... Your there intimate are knowledge of cricketing circles is amazing, right, as always. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> well, I think I hear he and Emma's Dhoni are packed up. <laughs> well, well, look... Is it because they both they both married now to different girls? Uh, probably, <laughs> but uh, seriously, jokes apart, um, I think when the selectors sit together to pick a team, I think they will probably go on, uh, you know, skill, form, fitness, and uh, apart from the, apart apart from these, what Yuvraj I think he brings to the table is a little bit of that X factor. I mean, seven years ago when he won the World Cup, he was the man of the series. I think he had that X factor. Whether the X factor has diminished, I don't know. I don't think the selectors think so. I think he's got a good rapport with Kohli and Dhoni. Uh, they must have wanted him. Otherwise, you know, he can't be uh, in both those teams. And I'm personally surprised that he's in the T20 team. But there you go. As Paddy said, uh, a good reward for a wonderful Ranji performance. I, I only hope that uh, he bowls. If he's selected, I hope he bowls. Because otherwise, as a batsman... There's a queue of batsmen in India that, that are probably um, knocking the doors, if not crashing the door open. So I, I don't really think that he's, uh, his value in the team is, a bat, is as a batsman who can bowl maybe four or five overs in a one-day uh, international or one or two overs in a T20. Otherwise, I don't see the value at all. Yeah, so, I agree with that. But also, I've got another concern about Yura's selection, having been quite positive about him, and that's his fielding. When the guy came into the team ages ago as a Mr. Mr. Ultra Fielding or Mr. Super Fitness, but since then the team's fitness levels have gone to a different level. I'm not quite sure at 35, he's or 34, he's going to be able to cut cut the mustard. But we'll see. We'll see some some interesting one days and T20s. We may we're not even sure that he'll play because uh, if you if you look at the the all rounders in the Good team, point. there is Hardik Pandya, there is Ashwin, there is Jadeja. They're all. Better bowlers, better fielders, and some, and at least one of them is a better batsman than him. So, <laughs> fair point. Uh, but, but the good thing, I suppose, is um, uh, we are playing in India. Yep. So uh, familiar point. conditions. So if he does get a chance, he could actually do really well. Yeah, but the problem there is that they're preparing for the Champions Cup, which is not going to be in India. Correct. The Champions Trophy, rather, which is not going to be in India. So I, I, I don't know where this, is, this yeah. selection sits in with that planning towards the champions. Uh, but let's see. Let's hope he does really well. But this is effectively his last chance. If he mucks this up, and that's the end of his career. Well, I, I mean, he may as well retire. I think we've said that a few times before, and he's come back. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's, he's uh, the Afridi that the Indian cricket team never had. <laughs> Except he's not retiring and coming back. That's, that's the only difference. So guys, just to bring in a, a non-Indian flavour into the conversation, just to keep the conversation a bit more global, uh, they recently finished uh, Pakistan-Australia series. I have to say, I watched several hours of each of the game, and I was quite disappointed. At heart, being a bit of a Pakistani fan, I expected it to be a bowling contest with the two batting teams being pretty weak, but actually I was quite disappointed with the Pakistani bowling. 
Well, uh, yeah, I can buy into that. Uh, Paddy, the, the pitches and the toss didn't help Pakistan. Now, it's uh, quite unusual for an Indian to be talking about pitches and toss. Normally, it's the Australian that talks about pitches and tosses when it comes to Indian cricket, but it's the other way around in this uh, particular podcast. I thought the, the, the toss favoured Australia all three times. Well, at least two of the two, three times. Two of the times, yeah. And uh, the pitches were, in my view, quite unidimensional, bounce-friendly, spin-unfriendly. And in that sense, yes, of course, the Pakistanis did not exploit the pacey conditions or the bouncy conditions uh, well. But Yasir did not get a go at all. And yeah. uh, always was bowling under scoreboard pressure. I, I, I tend to agree with that. I really thought uh, Yasi Shah would be a, a trump card. Unfortunately, he turned out to be a Hillary card. <laughs> Where did that uh, come from? Uh, <laughs> uh, well, you know, one, one of the other things I've been thinking about, right, is Pakistan is one team that actually doesn't play at home. Their home series was played in, in Dubai and yeah, in, played in UAE. And uh, maybe they're just tired. They did really well in England. And, uh, you know, you, you, you tend to think maybe they're just tired. They just want maybe play at home and once it, in, in a, a sense, while. In a sense, Mahesh, it was uh, false hope, I think. They played so well in England that we expected them to do well everywhere else. The signs were there in the West Indies series when they lost a test to West Indies at home. Well, at home within inverted commas. Yeah. And then fell apart in New Zealand and completely disintegrated well, in One story Australia. I heard was that Yasisha has got a bit of a back issue. So maybe that's what... Because to the extent I saw him bowl, every second, third over he was bowling loose deliveries, which wasn't the case when I saw him bowl in England. Yeah. So I suspect that's, that's a key factor. But I think in my view, the biggest hole that Pakistan has had was the third bowler. Every time the first two bowlers stopped bowling, the third guy came on, there was the front runs. gate just opened up. Yeah. They didn't leak. There was gushing runs. <laughs> <laughs> there was a flood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was talking to a lot of my Pakistani friends. They were talking about how uh, lots and lots of people uh, have uh, missed the cut. And uh, Pakistan still tend to focus on... Uh, uh, People, they prefer experience to youth, if I can say it that way. Misbah is, uh, what, 42, and uh, Yunus Khan is uh, 39 going on 41, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> so, yeah, on, he's, on, he's, he's about 39 going on a Afridi. <laughs> but on the plus side, both uh, Azhar Ali and uh, uh, Asad Shafiq were, I thought, outstanding. Yeah, they were good. Uh, they, they really came good. So there's, there's some promise in the, in the youth. But like you said, hopefully they start... Focusing on the youth and, and, and not they, they need to around. rebuild the team around. Uh, I mean, around India had a whole bunch of old people with <laughs> walking. I mean, uh, <laughs> playing. Uh, uh, t- you know, the Tendulkars and the Dravids and the Gangulis and the Lakshmans. Yeah. They all retired at the same time. And uh, I think you know, uh, India did, has done reasonably well uh, yeah. since they retired. So ho- hopefully, the same thing happens for Pakistan as well. And of course, the the big issue they have to resolve still is the captain. Uh, I think I think Misbah is pretty much. Signed off in most people's opinion, but let, let's see where they go with that. But, but in, in, from, a, from an Indian uh, fan's perspective, I was quite disappointed about the, the, res, the result in the series. I would have expected, I was half expecting Pakistan, you know, the, the Pakistan cricket team to soften up uh, Australia before the India series, but they <laughs> didn't do that. Uh, the, the Australian tail is uh, once again flying or, or, or um, strong after that series. Uh, but then... On the flip side, Maybe um, give them a false, false exactly belief. right, <laughs> exactly right. So, 
we never know what will happen in uh, in india when australia go there but something to look forward to and with that we conclude the first episode of the i3j3 podcast hope you enjoyed it we'll be back in approximately 2 weeks time until then i3j3 to you goodbye